Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi guys, how are you doing? We're all thinking of you guys right now during this COVID-19 crisis. This is Nina Clark coming to you from Norwalk, Connecticut, the host of Nina's Got Good News. Lately, it's been hard to find the good news. We've all been adjusting to the new normal, just like you're all doing and listening today. This is episode 68, and this episode is personal to me. It involves my community and it involves my friend. My community here in Fairfield County, Connecticut has been, has been hit hard by the COVID-19 crisis. I know like many of you out there in your communities as well. I am bringing back today an amazing guest, my friend. She was a huge success on episode number 53 of the podcast. If you haven't listened to her on episode 53, please go back and do so. But today we're going to be talking about something very, very different. She's a nutritionist. She's the founder of The Food Fix, Heather Bauer, mom of three, marathon runner, healthy 42-year-old mom, friend of ours, Heather Bauer is back on the podcast. Heather, we're so glad you're here and we're so glad you're healthy and you can tell us your story of survival of COVID-19. Jeff is here with me too. Hello. Hello, Jeff. And Heather, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm so happy to be here and be on your podcast. I'm the board is grateful. That's how I feel right now. Oh, I know. Well, you look you look so good. Thank you. And we we know that your story is incredible and so inspirational. And we've been following your journey since you got sick with COVID-19 here in Connecticut. So take us back to when it when it happened. This was a, a simple dinner party yes. um, on March 5th. So yes. it was a long time ago, beginning yes. of the month. And the month, um, this, this story wasn't getting a ton of attention yet, right? Right. I mean, um, and on that week of March 5th, I think that none, none of us were thinking about anything about, you know, home isolation or, you know, that just wasn't in our vocabulary. I was thinking about coronavirus. I mean, I was just kind of fascinated with it personally. Um, Cause I, you know, I think it was, I had another friend who had a birthday party at Soul Cycle the day before. And a friend of mine did like an elbow funny, like joke tap, you know, about, cause we were about germs, you know? Yep. So, there, so we were sort of starting to talk about it, but not at all canceling parties by any stretch, you know? Right. So um, yeah, I went to a, like a, a, a very, you know, a, someone's birthday party and there was probably 50 people there. And, you know, as you know, there were other parties that followed the next night, you know, there was big benefits in town with, you know, 500 or so people and life just went on. We had, we had sporting events all weekend and um, it just wasn't in the forefront of our mind, the the coronavirus and COVID-19. I mean, looking back, it seems so crazy to live in a world that was so free, you know, and, um, you know, even that night, I actually remember when I, I went to the party that there were some people that were thinking about it, you know, like when I, I'm a, as you know, Nina, I'm a close talker, I'm a hugger. Yeah, we <laughs> love a, hugging. I'm a big affectionate person, but there were some people who were like, no, 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 no hugs, you know, and I, I was sort of joking about it because I'm like, I'm just, I'm not that kind of person, but 
I may be, I may have become that person. <laughs> like right. I'm, now I may be in a bubble, you know, for, yeah. after my experience, but. We might, we might make the elbow thing that, that just our new normal, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, it, I was watching um, a documentary this weekend on the Inn at Little Washington and the head chef there, Patrick O'Connell was talking about, this was made two years ago and he was talking about shaking hands and he went and gave someone an elbow to, instead of his hand. And he said, well, he's like, in a kitchen, if I shake your hand, I have to wash my hand right after I shake it. And I'm like, this is right. so weird to watch this in 2018. But even on Sunday, you know, my boys had a soccer tournament. We, I think the news had escalated and there was a case in yeah. Wilton with that, with the guy yes. that had come from California and I was in the ICU with the twins. And we were, we were starting to get nervous. And I, we, like my friend gave me a Lysol wipe and we wiped the tables down because we were in sports and tumble. And, you know, we were watching through the glass and I don't know if you've ever been there, but like we, we clearly wiped the table down. And meanwhile, I have it, right? Like right. I'm the one that I'm sitting on all these people and I'm, I have it. I don't even right. know it. It's so <laughs> crazy. And the boys are doing, instead of doing fit that, you know, the soccer team, that I love so much, um, soccer visa, they, they, they had already changed, like no more like, um, they, they did this like huddle in the beginning and they weren't mm -hmm. doing that. And they did like foot bumps instead of fist bumps. Yeah. You know? yeah. They, it was like surreal to be watching it. But meanwhile, here I am and I'm carrying it. I have yeah. it. And I'm, right. I'm intentionally giving it to people as I'm sitting like, you know, oh. there, not right. even knowing it. Not knowing. And that right. was, so that was the Sunday after the yeah. Thursday? Right. It's and now Monday morning I woke up. Yeah. And I often do a long run on Monday morning because I don't see clients in person until Tuesday. And it's not unusual for me to run like a 10 mile run for a long okay. run. It sounds crazy to other people, but it's yeah. just really like, I love it. So, and I usually call my sister on the run and I called her and we were talking and we were talking for a long time and she's like, this is a really long run. Like, how far are you going? Like, why are we talking? Why is this run taking you so long? And I'm like, you know, I, I keep, I have to stop a lot. I can stop walking a lot because I feel breath. And uh -huh. maybe the allergies, but my chest felt a little tight. And when I got home, I showered and I, I, I checked the temperature in the house, but I was starting to get cold and mm. my temperature started. Mm. And, and that was Monday. That was Monday. And by the afternoon, I had like 101. And when I woke up on Tuesday morning, I felt fine because for the first few days and you have it, it's interesting. It seems like the temperature go, it goes up and down in the morning yeah. and it comes down and then it goes back up in the afternoon. And by Tuesday morning, it was down. And by like the afternoon, it came back up. Okay. And again, I wasn't close enough with so many people at the party. I didn't know anybody else was sick, but there were other people now that also were sick from the party. And by Wednesday morning, I like, I was returning something at UPS and I get this text from my parents who I happened to see Saturday night that um, my dad wasn't feeling well in Maryland. They went and my dad tested positive for coronavirus. And at the same time, I had gotten a text that someone from the party um, who had flown back to another country had tested positive for coronavirus and that we'd all been exposed. And I was like, it was such a crazy moment. I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Like, I have to call the kids' schools. I have to call, you know, the Westport Public Health Department. I have to, like, inform people. And right. really, I did. I picked my kids. I picked up, picked my kids up. I mean, I had them call. I, they, they, they basically sent the kids out to the car. I was too sick. I was really sick at this point. Like, I couldn't really leave my bed. Yeah. But I, I wanted to get my kids out, you know. Meanwhile, they'd already, like, been on the school bus. And, you know, they, they were a little, you know, maybe they had it. Who knows, you right. know. But, um, and 
um, the my friend who um, you know originally had you know the party, she let everybody know that there was a COVID hotline that you could call if you had symptoms. And so I called that number, and they um, they were absolutely amazing, the Yale COVID hotline, because they knew my symptoms and my exposure, and they connected me to Greenwich Hospital, which is where I was tested on Thursday. And it was really hard then to get tests, like very hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, right. It wasn't like now where there's like drive-throughs and stuff. No, right. Like not a lot of people tried, who were at the party, were trying to get tested and couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few, quite a few people that couldn't. That following Thursday, though, people they did open up Westport West and Health Department um, Health Department to everybody that went to the party, but not right. after I had driven thirty minutes to Greenwich. Greenwich. To Greenwich, <laughs> right? Super annoyed about that. Um, but I did get my test there. It took five days to get my results, so I didn't find out until five days after that. By the way, wow. Okay. And and so it, you just stayed home being sick the whole time. Um, being sick and it was like the symptoms were I lost my taste my smell mm. my stomach was bad was was hurting um I didn't I didn't you know the, the, every day the COVID hotline people were there's a nurse practitioner that was calling and checking in which was amazing because I got nice. a watch list and um by Sunday when she called and checked in she she didn't like how I sounded and she told me to hold on and a doctor came on the phone and he asked me to sit up and breathe and I coughed like in like a second yeah. and he said you can go to Yale or you can go to the hospital that's closer to you and right. Rob was in the room and he said let's just go to the hospital that's closer and we did we did and um I spent about 10 hours in the ER and they, they you know saw that I had bilateral pneumonia um oh, a UTI which I had no idea my white blood cell count was extremely low um I'm fortunate to, um, to have a lot of physicians in my family, but the, um, the doctor actually didn't want to come in the room. So he called my cell phone and he just said, you're really, really sick. And he gave me a choice like of either being admitted or staying and I uh, being admitted or going home. Yeah. And I like, I want to go home. It's, I, 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 I felt that ER. I didn't want to be there. Right. And she was like, let me consult our medical team right. with you, um, on that. And um, my amazing sister-in-law, Dr. Jessica Clement, she, um, she called the ER doctor and got my, like, my labs. And she was like, asked what my breathing rate was, which is like how many breaths you take per minute. And it was 22. Wow. She's, wow. She's wow. like, my, this, my sister-in-law is a marathon runner. Her normal yeah. breathing rate is like an eight. Yeah. I want her to it immediately. Like she was flabbergasted that they were going to actually send me home, but they were mm. not prepared this hospital. No, they right. No. And they kept me for a night um, and they sent me home with a fever. And um, when I got home, my primary care doctor um, did like a, I, they, the doctors were really on it. Like I didn't even call the doctor. The doctor knew to call me. But they did a telehealth appointment with me and she didn't like the way that I looked. And yeah. she said very quietly, like, I know I'm affiliated with this hospital, but I want you to go to Yale if it's a hard night for you. And yeah. I started vomiting that night. And oh, boy. it was a really, really hard night. And I woke up Ross at like five in the morning. He was sleeping in one of my twins bed. And I just said, we have to go. I, I don't, I had nothing in me. I was like, I could barely walk. Right. So did he drive you to Yale New Haven Hospital? He drove me to Yale. I didn't even say goodbye to the kids. They were sleeping. Yeah. Was yeah. wrong with them, but I have a 12 year old at home, so I think it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we won't tell anyone. I don't think you're in trouble for that. 
Yeah. And um, we just left and they, Yale knew I was coming. Like I, I called like the, she get, they gave me the instructions. I, and All right. I called the COVID people and the nurse put me on hold with the doctor and the doctor said to come immediately. And they had someone waiting for me at the ER and it was like going to like the four seasons, like after what I had been through. Yeah. They, yeah. So yeah. like they just, were on it. They just took me right into the ER. I spent like an hour in there and the doctor came in and he was like, you are very sick. You know, they did another chest x-ray and more, you know, and more tests and they immediately admitted me and I stayed there for seven days. So, so does bilateral pneumonia mean both lobes of your yeah. lungs? Is that what, so exactly. both sides? Yeah. Ugh, and, yeah. um, but my breathing was actually pretty good. You know, like I, you know, my, on like the pulsometer, like I really never went into the, like they don't want you to go into the eighties. And I was almost always in like the lower nineties. Okay. I didn't have to be on oxygen for very long. Like I was, my lungs did pretty well. It was like the, the disease affected like the rest, every other part of my lungs. Mm-hmm. It was like, nothing wasn't affected. Like it literally covered my, my I had this crazy rash on my yep. entire body. Oh my gosh. Vomiting. I had migraines. Um, I was really fortunate because I, they enrolled me in like their Yale COVID-19 um, research um, study. And as a result, I was put on hydra um, chloroquine. Okay. Yeah. So this is that experimental drug that the we the keep hearing drug. about on the news, right? Paired it with an antiviral drug. And they're pairing with different things, but yeah. I, was, I was paired with this big giant blue pill, which was miserable to take, but I was placed on it for five days. Um, oh, and gosh. After 48 hours, that's when the fever like did stop. But wow. the problem for me was that my liver enzymes like just got out of control and it gave me hepatitis. We don't know if it was from the COVID or from the migraines, the amount of Tylenol I had to take. Like, but my body wouldn't get, I got hepatitis and then your liver couldn't take it. Right. Yeah. And then it was like, it's five I o'clock. Thought, oops. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. I don't know why it's like the computer always says that, but anyway, it's five o'clock guys. Yeah. Five o'clock. <laughs> um, so, um, I was like my fifth day there, my sixth day there. I don't even know, but the doctor came and it was actually one week ago today, which is so wild. Doctor okay. came in. And I was like, I, I just had it. I was like, I wanted to be home. I didn't have a fever anymore. And I felt like it was my first day of feeling good. Actually, I had this nurse that I adored, um, Clara. She was so amazing. And I wish I had her last name. But Clara has been my day nurse and Simone was my night nurse. And they were just my heroes. In addition to the doctors. You yeah. know, I can't say enough about Yale of New Haven. What an amazing hospital and what amazing care they took of me. I'm so blessed that I was there. Um, yeah. But Clara was like, she brought me Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, this is a dream. And I hadn't drank. I'm a coffee drinker, one or two cups a day. Yeah. And I started to get, I don't get my headaches, but I got like full blown migraines. And when you can only take Tylenol every two or three hours, they can't come in your room because they have right. to put all the gear on. They just don't come in your room. Right. And it's like, I've never felt a headache like this before. And she brought me this Dunkin' Donuts coffee and it was the morning that the headache stopped. And she was like, it was the coffee. Caffeine. It was Duncan. <laughs> you were having caffeine withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it was, it was that, you know. Um, oh but my gosh. Um, anyway, the, um, when we go to Dr. Walkton and she was like, you know, I don't want to scare you. But like she totally freaking scared me. Yes. Like, yeah. Spinal tap because we're concerned oh. about oh. this being meningitis. 
and oh. I lost my SHIT. I was just like, oh, that was it. You know, I was like, oh my goodness, in that moment, you know. Well, was that was that meningitis because of the headaches? Is that? I think of the headaches and my liver and my numbers. Yeah. They were shooting. Right, your numbers weren't good. And I just was like, I'm out of. I felt like I was out of my, like my body. I was just, I had no control of my body. It was like, that was a moment where I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to die. Like I, I really like, I've lost control of my body and I, and I didn't even get to say goodbye to my kids. And right. when this, when this happens, you just, you're not with your family. Like right. you go well, down, and they're not allowed into no. the hospital. No, no. So you die alone. Like that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so devastating to me, you know? Well, did you ever think too, like, you're so healthy. I mean, I, you know, we work out together with our friend, Ann Epstein, shout out to you, Annie. We love you. Love but you, you know, was, we're at the gym way, together. I have to say my friends were amazing. Oh, I know. Ann went food shopping. Like the second this happened, she just, uh, all my friends took such great I know. Good. Well, so yeah. So we're at the gym together, literally like every day I see you. You eat so well. You've taught all of us so much, so much information. You're such an amazing resource when it comes to healthy food. And you inspire us with your marathon running. And re- did you ever think like this could get someone like you? And you oh, were so, I mean, so sick. All of our profile. Well, that Sunday before, I was like, I said to Ross, I was like, that about the guy in Wilson. I was like, he's in his 40s, Ross. Yeah, right. Like, and I and then I found like there was a GoFundMe page for him. I looked at his picture, a different from Ross, and I oh my god, like that was when it hit me. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. not just like old people in their eighties. You know, right. that was oh. the moment. Like I was like, he has like twin like newborns, you know. Right. Like I was like, that was that Sunday I think it started to hit us. Like it's not just older people. You right. Know? Yeah. Because you're right. forty two and so healthy. It would only be me. You know, I was thinking like I just, I didn't, I, I just didn't think that it would happen to me. And I thought that I was str- stronger, you know, I was frustrated with my body. Like why me, you know, like yeah, I right. feel myself yeah. while I, I've given birth to my twins naturally. Like, I feel like I've fought through so many crazy things. And when I had the type A flu last year, I thought that like, that was the worst sickness I'd ever felt. And that was like four days, you know, and this, yeah. one of the things that's so relentless about this, and even when my mom got it, it's like, it's so many days like when you're sick for 14 days you're not eating you're not drinking i mean i in a way i was lucky to be at the hospital because i had an iv in for fluid right and you're alone yeah and you were alone and they were taking care of you but i was able to be given insure it was able to be i had the iv so i like i had the nourishment that my body needed to get me better i had the you know hydro the hydroxychlor the hydroxychloroquine like these are the things that i think got my body better i don't feel like i could have gotten better on my own on the hot without being at the hospital and the care of doctors and they also had this unbelievable like very futuristic like monitor on me so i was in an air pressurized room they had a whole floor pressurized room which is why yale was so amazing like they were so equipped for this um which is for people who are contagious and um so you know, they, they can only come in so many times a day because they only have so many surgical masks, which is right. super fortunate, you know. Yeah. Um, but they have the monitor, like a screen on the wall where it's a two-way screen. So they can see me and I can see them. And like you hear like a and like you see their face and they're like, hey, Heather. You know, and yeah. you're like, hi. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, is this the Jetsons? Yeah, it's like this the Jetsons. Is the Jetsons. <laughs> 
felt like, you know, like so funny. Um, but not funny, but that's how they check on you. And they check on you all night like that too. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Good. So you're, so you said your father got it and then your unfortunately your mother got it cause she was taking mother, care of your father and, Ross got it. and your and husband got it, Ross. Right. Right. Oh gosh. But we're hit. So was Ross, he was not as sick as you were, right? Ross was amazing. We got to give Ross a little shout out. Like, I shout know. out Ross. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you got to see Ross's daily schedule, but it was. Oh yeah. Amazing. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Blew me away. Like all the, you know, I, I wasn't really on Instagram and social media. Right. Like I maybe popped on it a few times and I saw everyone's amazing, like homeschool things, you know, and I think Jen Fallick had done like an, like an amazing, like, story on like her like how you homeschool she's done such an amazing job on that by the way if you want to check that out yeah we love jen and um but i like i did a swipe up for her and i ordered on amazon like super sick like a schedule for ross to help him out and he's like (laughs) i got this (laughs) he's like i already did a schedule i got it yeah it was like ross just blew my schedule away like yes like so mind blowing so how did he do that when he was sick I don't know. It's like crazy right. battle genes. Okay. Micro, uh, he's got crazy genes where he's able to pull off, but he wasn't sick like me. I think yeah, yeah. Obviously. there are people who get it who have a more mild case and they may have a spike a little fever at night. They may feel a little sniffly, a little bit of a cold, you know, and yeah. that's how Ross was. But when the day that Ross, I was in bed, I couldn't move. And Ross was like, I feel it coming. He for days was like, I feel my, I feel it on my skin. He knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And the day that he felt the fever, I texted Dan and, and Jen and like my other two friends, Hannah and Jen. I was like, this is a crisis that's about to happen to the Bauer family. And, I, yeah. and I've never asked for help before, but I was right. like, we need help. I need this is going to go bad. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Yeah. So I was like, what if Ross got as sick as me? Like, who was going to take care of my kids? Like, right. they potentially yeah. had it too. Like, my parent, nobody could take care of them. I was right. Right. And how are your parents doing now, Heather? My dad, thank God, is doing great. My mom is like now, she's 48 hours fever free, which I'm so happy about. Yay. Yay. I'm like, my family just needs a break, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. I just appreciate like, it's like, I'm not really stressed about homeschool right now because I like my, my kids want to be on Xbox all day and like do be TikToking. I'm like, just you do that. Yeah, we'll get it back when we get it back. But right now, I just want to be. I'm grateful to like to be home and not on a hospital bed and to be healthy and just like all we have to be grateful for in life is our health. It's like right, our family. That's all that matters. I know. Do you ever think like you're just grateful to be alive? Right. I feel like you have a new appreciation, right? You know, it's like I think we complain about such silly things sometimes in the world. We you know, like if there's a silver lining, maybe that's it, you know, to really just appreciate life. And right. even in this whole quarantine, you know, it's like, I always love epic snowstorms, you know, so maybe this is like the world's longest snowstorm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're like a homebody. Yeah. It's like it to, for the world to stop a little and just give us a moment to like, maybe shut our phones off. It's hard for me because I'm like totally ADD. So my phone is like an addiction, you know, when I have, it, it's hard for me to do anything else. But, you know, I think it's so important mm-hmm. to have to be, you know, to be engaged with your kids when you can. You know, yes. I know they can get annoying in a house for so long with family, so it's easier just to check out. But 
maybe this, even if it's just one family meal a day that you are all together and you play games together and where you can really be connected, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this is going to end and we're going right. to all come out of it. But right. maybe using this time to be tight as a family and get through it together, like watching my kids clean the kitchen, it's mind blowing now. You know, it's like they literally can all do the dishes after dinner last night, wipe the counters. Like they literally took a, a filthy kitchen, swept the floor. They did the whole thing. Like I was blown away. My, my daughter's doing all the beds. Like they've stepped up in the most amazing way, you know? That's great. So, they like, rise up for their mama. Yeah, rise to the occasion. They rise up. So proud of them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, so Heather, do you, do you have a message for your community, for Westport, Connecticut, for everyone in Fairfield yeah, County right think, now? I think people like need to know about your story, right? Yeah, I think it's so important to, number one, not be pointing fingers at anybody or any particular event. It's like, that's not positive and that's just not the way our community is. Like this was going to happen regardless. If you haven't looked at the news, there's like how many cases now in this country, you know? I think we've done an outstanding job as a community community in at staying at home. I think really like people have been staying the F at home. They really have. And I think that's why our, you know, the line is not, dramatically going up but listening to dr fauci last night you know he said that you know, the line may be flat and then it may go dramatically up so i think we do have to you know listen to the experts if they're telling us right. to stay at home and stay at home but also be kind you know and like we did with our neighbors the other night ross and i we did like we did drinks across the street so like they were on their lawn and we were on <laughs> ours and i had only water of course because of my hepatitis but like we just we just we just like, you know, connected, like, right. so connect with people the way you can, but be socially responsible, but, you know, be caring and kind. I've never, I was so, I'm, I've been so blown away with how people have cared for our family by dropping off groceries and dinners. And, you know, it's been a, such a beautiful gift for our family. Yeah. Um, so that as well. And also if in, while in quarantine, like take advantage of not, not putting on the, the, the COVID-15 you know, I think it's going to be so tempting for people to just eat and it's stressful. Like if you don't get coronavirus and lose weight, then you're getting the COVID-15, right? Yeah. It's transferring from one person to another. (laughs) You're watching the news and it's only getting worse. And it's like, you're you're in the kitchen all day preparing food for your kids and cleaning and eating. And then when we eat, it makes the stress worse. Like I always say the stress in our life doesn't change, but the way we fuel ourselves, it helps you deal with the stress. So if you eat better, suddenly the stress in our life feels easier to manage. So So maybe add more greens, add more greens, Heather? Yeah, have, you know, give yourself that structure, you know, like there's so many great in-home workouts that you can do right now. So if you don't have a gym, you could do, whether it be Obey Fitness or any of these free online workouts that you can try. Um, get dressed. Don't stay in your pajamas all day. Create meals as a family. Like it for us, that's what we've been doing. Like that seems to be our device free time, like by having these meals as a family. And I think it's also a great rule to just like not allow yourself to snack because that's where all the calories pile on. That's right. That's right. You have such good advice. And you always get on me about my water. I had to give you some tips. I had to give you some tips. I know you're such, you're so good. Always, (laughs) always on the food fix. Yeah. yeah, you're always right. telling us about the water. That's right. And, and I know you mentioned it earlier, but do you have a shout out or message to all your healthcare workers? I am so grateful 
to every every healthcare worker at you know Yale, um, the New Haven Hospital, from the yeah. nurses to the doctors, you know Cora and Simone, and I don't even remember the name of all my all my doctors. Yeah. They wow. took such good care of me. My sister-in-law, you know, Dr. Jessica Clement, she was amazing working with my doctors every day to get all of the latest and greatest news or grimmest news, but deliver it to me, you know, yeah. unfortunately. And um, I just feel really blessed because I think our doctors and nurses are the ones that are putting themselves and literally putting their lives on the line for us. Right. Yes. And, um, yeah. You know, they are so selfless, you know, right. it's like, they are caring for these for people and saving lives every single day. And we have to give them a ton of gratitude. I know. I know. And it's such a, and right now it's such, I mean, they do that every day, right? In normal situations, but now it's just times a thousand and they're doing such a great job of it. Yeah. It's so hectic for them. Yeah. I know. It's so hectic. I know that there are some doctors that aren't even going home because they don't want to risk giving it to their families. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Because if you think about it, like an ER physician is, they're used to that, right? But some infectious disease doctor isn't used to this kind of case. This isn't what they do every day. The magnitude of this is pretty impressive. So it's like, we have to take, we have to listen to the experts, you know, and not get like, you know, it's not time for sleepovers and it may get difficult and you may want to go and like, you know, throw them you know, across the street and have a big party and, you know, it's not time yet. You just not know. time no, yet. we're not ready no. for that. That'll come. That'll come. Stay It'll be a big home. Corona party someday, but yeah. it's not now. Right now, just stay home. It's like, yep. let's, get, let's get through this as a country and let's stay positive. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Heather, you're so great. You're Thank so inspiring. You I, I always tell you, you're my survivor. You're my survivor. <laughs> Thank you. We're just so happy you're okay. And yeah. You look I amazing. Like I, I feel lucky that I, I made it. It's going to be a long recovery. Yeah. For right. Well, I know. Now you've got right. Food. One day at a time. You had pneumonia. It's not like, oh, okay, back running. I think it's going to take, my doctor told me three to six months, actually. So oh, wow. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So prognosis is three to six months. Yeah. That's what he said because of the pneumonia and how bad it was. Um, yeah. That it's just going to take my body time and that's fine. I can be there right. for a little bit. Right. We, can, we can walk. We can walk at the edge if you want with <laughs> Anne. Me, you, and Anne can start a walking club. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> once this is over. Um, but we love you, Heather. And we're so, so glad that you were able to share your incredible story yes, and you. such a powerful message for everyone thank to you. listen to the experts and stay home. Because yeah. if someone like Heather Bauer, who's so strong and so healthy, can get so sick, then this really could happen to any of us. So thank you, Heather, so much. We love you. And I know someday you and Jeff are gonna maybe do a blog. (laughs) No. You guys always said to each other, let's someday someday we should get a blog. Jeff and Heather's blog. Watch out. Blog. Yeah. Jeff and Heather's got good news. But Heather, we love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Tell Ross he's such a trooper. He's our he's another hero too. You and Ross should go to bed at like six thirty, let the kids stay up. Yeah. Let the kids stay up and do TikTok. Exactly. (laughs) All right. We love you, Heather. Stay healthy. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Love you. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora.
please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXL.